What's up, guys? John Stacy here, your host of Thick, Strong, and Awkward, the podcast. Today, I have Ryan Terry. He is a gym owner. He is a pro show promoter. He's a friend of mine, and he is a heavyweight open athlete. Um, Ryan's just really good people. I got to know him when I lived outside of Seattle, Washington. He is the co-owner of Dungeon Strength RX and now North Hill Fitness, which I, I'm, I'm unsure if they're going to be a part of the same name or what. Um, anyway, he put on the Rainier Classic or, you know, put it on with his gym co-owners. And, uh, yeah, it was a hell of a show last year for a pro-am. Um, spectators loved it. The athletes were taken care of. Uh, everybody seemed to really enjoy themselves. I was there, and it was just a great show. It was fast, um, ended on time, and everybody got their prize money, and everything worked out well. Um, so that being said, we sit down and we talk about what's coming up this year for the Rainier Classic, including a new Pro-Am 105 class, where the 105s are going to get pro money and a pro card on the line for a top-ranked amateur. I'm not sure if you have to be on the podium to get the pro card, but uh, we'll cover that. Uh, yeah, anyway, it was just really great catching up with my buddy Ryan, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy. I'll let him tell you all about the upcoming pro show, Rainier Classic. In at Dungeon Fitness RX in Federal Way, Washington. Here we go. It's cool, man. Uh, it's good, man. How's things going with you? Oh, just uh, grinding as always. Uh, yeah. Honestly, the. Uh, that note that I sent to you, uh, when you were like, I'm dealing with like rain and, or excuse me, like ice rain and stuff like that. Um, uh-huh. like, no, like I was, so I'm originally from Texas. And so, uh, I do know that that actually happens from time to time, but when it happens, like you usually have to explain it to people and it's like, no, like, believe it or not, Texas gets cold too. Like every now and then it gets cold. So, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been pretty <clears throat> chilly. I guess that wind here really cuts through you. I was surprised. Um, yeah people have been losing their minds and then yeah it started raining last night and then turned to snow overnight and then today it all of course partially melted and then refroze so it's been fun were you uh were you at in texas now uh saxy so we're like 30 minutes uh east of dallas okay cool yeah so my brother my brother-in-law and sister in dallas okay i'm actually gonna be i'm actually gonna be visiting them and uh two months so now that i know like i knew you were like around the dallas area but sure next time around that area i need to send you a note we'll hook up or something yeah yeah you can come train uh, i just went to battle axe today actually for the first time it's a really cool strong engine yeah Derek owens mm-hmm. yeah man uh cool guy yep yep i'm uh recording with him tomorrow morning he's uh he's pretty cool this is the first time i met him in well no i met him in at the waco clash comp in person briefly but uh yeah, really cool dude. Um, it's an awesome gym and, you know, dog friendly. So that's always nice. <laughs> yeah. How are the puppies? Uh, the dogs there were great. Bunch of pit bull mixes and whatnot. And then uh, Jake here at home has just been uh, hanging out with Rachel the last two days. She got surgery yesterday. So, yeah, you were telling me about that. Uh, yeah. I hope everything's OK. Is it? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's elective. She she wanted to get boobs. Gotcha. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Fair yep. enough. <clears throat> I can appreciate it. I <laughs> same me too i already i already have i already have big enough boobs so it's like <laughs> it's like i don't i guess well I now know. now hers are bigger than mine so <laughs> oh man don't tell her i said that no i won't it's not like this is a podcast or anything i know right not like anybody's <laughs> listening 
<laughs> no, man, seriously, I, um, uh, we've definitely been following. I, I don't get to listen to as many podcasts as I, I used to. Usually I was like, you know, whenever I'd commute from Seattle to Federal Way to go to the gym, I'd always have a podcast on. But now sure. that I moved to Federal Way, I just don't, I don't have that like nearly as much commute time. And that was mm-hmm. my podcast time. So I don't get a chance to listen to as many as I used to. But uh, yeah, but uh, how many, how many episodes are you up to now? Uh, 29, I think now. Nice. Yeah, I think uh, I just dropped one with Sean Shoe, Shoemaker, Schumacher. Um, I should have asked him how to pronounce his last name, actually. It's, uh, I believe it's Schumacher. I Schumacher. It's, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I just dropped one with him last week. Um, and that, I think, was number 29. Nice. Congrats. Congrats. Seriously. Like, it takes, uh, believe it or not, for a lot of people that don't uh, actually run podcasts, like, it's a legit, like, it takes work. It does. To, yeah. to, like, find, find folks and, like, be able to host them, be able to have a good conversation, which is unheard of in today's world so (laughs) yeah yeah that and uh getting around schedules which is what we've been dealing with uh especially with all the hecticness that is your busy life and then me moving here and it's just been craziness yeah no i to trust me um i understand how life goes uh when you sent me over what happened and uh i by no means uh doesn't (laughs) we don't have to talk about i was like really like and so but it's just it's just amazing like what happens you just never yeah. know yeah yeah that that whole situation oh god that was a that was a rough couple of days that was like that was 500 down the drain on that one jesus yeah, well, yeah but all squared away now so can't gotcha can't gotcha. complain too much you know well uh, offline I, I i have questions offline. okay okay <laughs> just out of curiosity my yeah, own definitely. physics curiosity <laughs> yeah yeah i got you yeah um but yeah what's uh so sorry just a couple more questions because i haven't talked to you in forever yeah. Uh, what is, uh, so what are you up to like full-time in Texas now? Like what, so what's, uh, so what are you guys both up to you and Rachel, like as far as work and, uh, so she is, uh, full-time working for herself basically still, um, she started, so she was already doing training and online coaching and stuff. Um, and then she had a corporate gig where she was doing admin work for thrive communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think back in, it was March or April, maybe where she decided that she wanted to do coaching full time and stop doing thrive. And she gotcha. got her client base up high enough where it actually replaced her, um, salary with thrive and, uh, took the leap and has been doing great since she's built, you know, a huge client base. I think she's just in the mid sixties as far as monthly clients, right. um, she's doing nutrition for and, uh, prep for shows and stuff like that. Um, so that's what she's doing. Um, and then she still does some, um, admin work where she's contracted, um, thrive has paid her for to actually pay her more now when they contract her than they did when she worked for them. Uh, Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, she's got a friend that owns a design. I don't really know exactly what the name of it is. She does like logos and branding and website development for, um, companies. And so Rachel does a lot of her admin work as well. Okay, cool. So yeah, she's got some side gigs and then, you know, she's got a couple sponsorships and whatnot. So she's got a few revenue streams. She's a, a little bit more successful than I am. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's okay. It's, it's between friends. You can say a lot. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is. A no, lot I, that's odd. That is awesome. Like, so, uh, thrive communities, like, uh, don't they do like, um, uh, like property management? Is, are we yep. talking about the same yep. stuff or is this yep. exactly? Okay, cool. I only know about that just because um, 
one of my one of my partners uh, does real estate up here in Washington, and uh, he's been flirting with maybe investing in a couple of uh, uh, triplexes. And, oh, uh, sure. And he mentioned Thrive because uh, apparently he's got a friend of a friend that, uh, that works there. So, okay. Um, but yeah, it looks like they're, are they, um, okay, now I'm getting down. This is just me on the conversation. Uh, no, you're good. Now, but uh, are they, so they are, are they nationwide or are they mostly just out of uh, Washington? Uh, nationwide. Uh, okay. I don't know how many states exactly they're in, but I know it's a handful at least. Gotcha. Okay. Yes, cause cool. she was, uh, there's regionals all over the place. So she, what she was, I believe, and I, I might be mis misspeaking here. Um, I won't hold you. He was, <laughs> she was, uh, the like executive assistant to the regional that was based out of like Washington and part of like the PNW. Gotcha. And then okay. there's four or five regionals, I think. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. That's that's freaking sweet. Well, I hope you're enjoying yourself. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't complain. I'm uh, actually got out of <clears throat> the CDL stuff that I was doing before I left Washington, and I am doing sales again. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's going well. It's a lot of hours, but I don't mind it. And uh, you know, making some money again, and then pushing all this podcasting and video editing, and yeah, trying totally. to grow my brand a little bit. Nice CDL. Um, so were you doing some hot shotting or something, or what were you doing with the? Uh, no, I was driving a lot of, I mean, class a, um, trucks, trailers, doing unloads with, you know, pallets of stuff, whatever. Um, when I was in Washington, I was with MC delivery. So they did literally anything. I did a lot of pallets of like wine from the wineries to different distribution networks. It's a big responsibility. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And then, uh, we actually did a lot of work for Alberto too. So it was a lot of beef jerky. So my truck was often filled with pallets of beef jerky and pallets of wine. That is literally living the dream. Yeah. I mean, I got some free stuff too. It was nice. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. I love that. Yeah. I've been flirting with, um, I, I got a, I got a, I got a truck this year for uh, a heavy duty for, uh, I want to get a trailer just so being able to run contests and stuff like that, to be able to take, you know, equipment from the gym, you know, sure. you know, I had that like 1500 and uh, just got to the point, like, you know, the piece of turf that we have a dungeon that we got from that uh, uh, game farm field. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, whenever <laughs> I freaking put that in a U-Haul trailer, that 1500, I was wobbling all over the road. I yeah. was like, yeah, you and you, you and your CDL license would have been like, nah, no, there's a thing called, <laughs> there's a thing called hitch weight and like yep. tow capacity. And, uh, so anyways, I'm, I'm pumped actually, uh, but anyways, with that being said, I was flirting with the idea of doing like some hot shotting on the mm-hmm. side, but when I did some real research into it, I'm like, oh man, that just, that sounds like a pain in the ass, honestly. So, yeah, it can um, be. And I mean, depending on the truck you have, I don't know necessarily what the rates are in Washington for doing that for an owner operator. Down here in Texas, however, there is crazy money to be made. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, I got a couple of friends that do it. And then uh, like when I first got here and I was looking at jobs, owner operators here, I mean, they a lot of them are anywhere from ten to forty-five or fifty thousand dollars a month. Huh. Just That's, in, uh, and they're doing state? they're doing like four or five runs a week, basically. Okay. Uh, just doing uh okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if and- they're yeah, I mean, you can set your terms it. too. You know, of course, you can only pick jobs where it's in state, or you can pick jobs where you're, you know, only regional or whatever. You know, you want to go to Oklahoma and Louisiana only, or something like that. Totally. Yeah. And then you can do. I mean, there's a lot of jobs being offered here where it's like New York runs regularly. It was wild. Crazy. 
what a world we live in. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good industry to be in right now with all the supply chain problems, I guess. Uh, yeah, that is, that is for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a whole other just massive wrinkle. Yeah. It, uh, so the, so I, I ended up ordering the truck and it took, uh, seven months to get here. Uh, and the reason I did that is just because, uh, it, it gets really difficult now to the, and especially when uh, the chip shortage happened mm-hmm. with, with like vehicles, it got to the point where you go on a, you go into a dealership lot and they're empty. They'd be like, they're like empty. Well mm-hmm. that, and it's like, even if they weren't like, so I ended up getting it from a Dave Smith out in Kellogg, Idaho. And they're like the biggest Ram truck dealer. Like I've and, been there. It's a good, oh, you've been there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's huge badass. So, uh, and uh, I, I was even talking to them, like, surely you guys have what I'm looking for. And even with the hundred trucks they had, it was just very generic and as they should, right. I mean, they, they're all about like selling to construction companies and people that buy a bulk and all that stuff. And I totally got it. And they're like, well, why don't you just order one? So originally it was going to be, you know, 10 to 12 weeks, which was like, okay, that's pretty typical. Right. And then, you know, one thing led to another, this obviously leads back into my point on the trucking. It's like um, once it was, once it was built out of Mexico, that it was just ridiculously hard for, you know, uh, the, it's really hard for these dealerships right now to coordinate with truckers to get, you know, trucks onto trains and, mm-hmm. you know, all the way up to where they need to be. So 10 to 12 weeks turned into seven months at the yeah. end, of it, which is just nuts. So, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I'm actually, uh, I'm selling furniture right now as my, uh, my day job. And, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's going well and everything, but we're doing the same thing. I mean, we're, We've got especially anything made of wood, bed frames or uh, tables or whatever. Um, you're looking at, I mean, it could be, there's very few things in stock. So it could be next week or we could be August. We're seeing a lot of stuff come up as wow available to customer dates. It is insane. Goodness gracious. Yeah. For, you know, a bed frame. I'm not waiting until August for a bed frame. Sorry. Yeah, no kidding. Like, uh, I'll build one myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was uh, what was something else? Like, oh, okay. So, we're we're upgrading the gym on a couple of uh, on a couple of pieces, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I I miss the world where it's like, okay, I I finally have some money uh, because we have great supporters of the gym, and we want to invest in new stuff. All right, let's go and get it, and we'll have it in a couple of weeks. Like, not the case anymore, right? It's like. Nope. Um, what was I looking at? I was looking at like one of those West side, uh, belt squats off of rogue. Oh yeah. 30 weeks, <laughs> 30 weeks. Are you kidding me? Right. Like, so like, I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's, it, it's probably a lot of like, okay, they still have to, those things are so like well built that they have to build it from scratch and all that stuff. But even still like 30 weeks anyways it's yeah just, the, it's the demand on those cannot possibly be the reason there's no way that they're like that backlogged on orders i don't i mean i assume that i mean i'm no expert but but i mean maybe yeah i guess i've never purchased i mean you would know better than me with purchasing gym equipment i've never well, anything, so, so. well like so the kabuki string transformer bar right mm-hmm. so we wanted one Saul ordered one and uh and they gave him a 16 week you know, time frame, and then two weeks later, we find one on offer up that's brand new that some guy out in like Everett wants to sell. And so we ended up 
so we ended up just like letting them know like hey so we we don't want to cancel we don't want to be that we don't want to be those people that are like hey we're canceling our order uh so we ended up just turning it into credit we're gonna we're gonna buy some plates from or something like that but yeah it's got to the point where uh we have found most of our like like for north hill and and all that stuff we found most of our stuff just on offer up on facebook market because random people selling stuff well that and so many people bought stuff during the pandemic and now you know gyms are at least somewhat open right i'm sure that they're (laughs) starting to clear out the garage gyms and whatnot totally totally and a lot of that stuff honestly people bought and then probably didn't even use anyway (laughs) yeah that's true you're right right. well i didn't mean to hide sorry dude i didn't mean to hijack the conversation i didn't know if no no you're good but following you're good so speaking um i'm sorry i forget where north hill is that what you said for the other location yeah yeah so north hill fitness um so yeah bought bought it back in oh geez everything kind of uh comes to head these days but let's Mm -hmm. see uh officially bought it in november of last year and really the idea um you know behind it was to say like okay like we're gonna be dungeon's gonna be in its spot for you know um, a couple more years you know just because we had to sign a new lease when we bought that from uh Turgano. Sure. Um and when uh it's 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 completely crazy. So like when we were running the Rainier last year, uh I was in line with um a couple of guys from the gym to pick up some tables and chairs for the event. Sitting there in line and this guy comes up and we just start talking and like, hey, what's all this for? What's all this for? Because he's picking up a bunch of tables and chairs. He's picking up stuff for a wedding. I tell him about the show. He's like, oh, I got a friend of mine out in Edgewood that owns a gym. And I think he's selling some equipment. And around that time, like a rainier last year, like you knew we were trying to like source equipment and mm-hmm. do all that stuff. And so I was always like, yeah, like, here's my card. Like, let's talk. Five minutes later, so I'm like loading chairs into the truck, and this guy walks up with his phone. He's like, "Hey, here, I have him on the phone. He wants to talk to you." I'm like, okay. And so, uh, so his name is Barry, Barry and Shannon, a really good couple, honestly. But they they owned North Hill for over 20 years, and they basically just told me like within 10 minutes, like, "Hey, we're really burnt out." <laughs> we don't, we don't want to run a gym anymore. And we actually heard about what you guys are doing at dungeon. We, we, we know of you. And I was like, Oh, well, that's super humbling. First of all. Um, but, uh, they were like, yeah. So if you're interested, you know, would you be interested in buying the gym? And so just some of the equipment I'm like, um, okay. Uh, well let's talk. I'll sign an NDA and then why not have the conversation? Right. So, yeah. Um, so it ended up being uh, that North Hill fitness was a part of like a, you ever heard of fitness 19 before? No. Okay. So like uh, when you were up here, if you've ever heard of like a Maple Valley fitness or oh, yeah. Yeah. federal way fitness, like, yep. yeah. So those were a part of the fitness 19, like conglomerate, if you will. So like they were the gym network where like, Hey, you sign up at one, you can go to the others and stuff like that. So they were loosely associated with that. And um, so when I bought, when I bought them pretty much, kicked fitness 19 out now it's a standalone gym but um the original idea behind it was to say like okay we have all this specialized equipment over at dungeon um but we really one of the pain points obviously for members was like hey we have to have you know a different gym membership to be able to get on a treadmill or to be able to use accessory equipment and so it was a really good opportunity to be able to say like okay well one of these days we're going to move dungeon to bigger facility why don't we just have two facilities that are working side by side they're eight minutes away and so oh, yeah. now, now we can do a dual membership, right? So someone signs up a dungeon, they actually have access to both. And it's like having the best of both worlds. Um, 
just a short way away from each other. So it's been I didn't I didn't realize it was only eight minutes away. Wow. Yeah, it's just right up the road. So it ended up uh working out really well. So great couple. The deal deal went through pretty smoothly. They were great people to work with. So yep. That's awesome. So you you flat out own the facility then for I was under the impression that you were like leasing it or something. Oh no, no, yeah, no, I own it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it came with what, just a gang of cardio equipment or what else was in there? Yeah, no. So uh think about think about a poor man's LA fitness. So like uh, no basketball courts, no pool, but you know, like 10 treadmills, uh, two stair mills, like these, uh, oh man, I can never pronounce the brand name. They're actually local at Tequila, uh, Quitenza, Quitenza. Uh, oh, okay. Yep. I've seen those. I th- yeah, have you seen those? Yeah. So like really, really nice, like, uh, stair mills. That's honestly, mm-hmm. whenever I went in there the first time, I was like, oh man, I love these things. Yeah. Those are great. Most, mostly because I could fit on them anyways, because uh, <laughs> they, don't, they don't have a weight limit and, uh, the other stair, stair mills. Is. <laughs> um, but no, so like, uh, life fitness, hammer strength, um, you know, all sorts of like accessory equipment. We brought in uh, a bunch of half racks from giant, uh, to kind of supplement cause they had, that was the one thing uh, they really hadn't updated their free weight area since they started the gym. And so they had some like really old school rack. They only have one squat rack in there and it was a squat rack from like, you know, back when Arnold was probably still dealing with puberty kind of thing. So, um, <laughs> yeah. one of, so we had to replace that. And, uh, um, but no, it's, so yeah, think of it. It's, that's the best way I can describe it just without you haven't seen it yet. Sure. We have like pictures online and stuff like that, but yeah, no, it's um, we actually just turned it into, 24 seven uh five days ago so oh that's awesome yeah so it's 24 7 just like dungeon and so you have your dungeon bob and then you have your north hill fob and you can go wherever you want so cool pretty cool is that is that like an additional uh price on your normal membership or is it all included nope it's all included so um i i basically wanted to make it as easy as possible for dungeon strength um, you know, members, it's, uh, I'm still working. If anybody is listening to this from North Hill, uh, trust me guys, I'm, I'm trying to think about how to, you know, cause I, I definitely want those members to be able to explore dungeon as well, but yeah. you know, the vibe is different, right. Between mm-hmm. dungeon strength and North Hill, but, um, but yeah, no, no additional monthly, no sign up, um, just an annual fee. So cool. yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's an awesome, awesome uh, addition because I know the the lack of cardio equipment was definitely pushing some folks away, or at least <laughs> as far as newer folks that would come in and check out Dungeon. You know, that might be something that was a a negative for them. No, you're no, that's that is that's actually fair feedback. We had our little side room right that had a treadmill that mm. was half working right, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're actually so we're going to bring in some bikes and we actually have an elliptical and a you know a couple of exercise bikes there now at Dungeon. Sure. Uh, so we've, we've tried to flush that out a little bit, but yeah, North Hill is, uh, it's already, been, it's already been actually really good. I mean, I already know of at least like 20 to 30 of the members that are consistently like, you know, getting in their, you know, heavy main lifts done at dungeon. And then, you know, one or two days during the week, they're getting their accessory work done in North Hill. And, That's um, awesome. yeah. And it's also been, uh, an adventure taking a taking a gym where it's been in the community for such a long time you know that there are members that have been there for 18 19 years and getting to meet them for the first time and uh you know and and honestly i don't blame them i don't blame them when we we came the door and uh lucas um so lucas hatton is the general manager over at dungeon strength and now he's helping me over at north hill 
when he and I, you know, walk into, you know, the building and we're the new owners guys. And, you know, these people are like, wait, we went from like little Barry and Shannon, the cute couple to who are these guys? Like these big bearded, like massive yeah. human beings, these six, uh, two plus 300 <laughs> plus pound. Yeah. Like, that are- exactly. <laughs> Where, where are these guys coming from and why are you guys going to screw everything up? So, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so change is never uh, easy for, um, you know, a lot of folks that have been going to a place for a long time, but, um, sure. but they've actually, over the past few months, they've, I've gotten to know more and more of them and they've been like, okay, this guy's actually got a brain. He's not going to, I think everybody was really worried that uh, a bunch of, you know, was going to turn more into a quote unquote, hardcore gym bro with the sure. community. I mean, hey, I don't blame them for having those first impressions, but I'm glad that we're able to. Yeah, and I, I think having spoken to a lot of people that go to Dungeon, and I mean, it's I'm sure it's only grown more so since I left. Um, that's something that everybody always was hesitant about with Dungeon being a you know a strongman and powerlifting gym, and then they get in there and realize that it's absolutely nothing like the uh, misconceptions that people have of those type of facilities. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. So Saul and I, Saul and I constantly have a, a discussion probably every other month or so around this idea of like, okay, like, are we, are we telling the community, like, is the most of the community pretty intimidated by like uh, dungeon is, I mean, and that's, that's really the feedback that we get from most like, so the past uh, 20 or so new members that we've had, that's been the majority of the feedback has been like, oh, yeah, like, I didn't even want to come into your building because honestly, if you come to dungeon and you look at us from the outside parking lot, you're like, is that a gym or is that some closed down, like, you know, factory or something like, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't look great from the outside, but, and then they come in and that's their first shock is like, Oh, there's actually a fully, you know, there's like a full facility here. Number one. And then number two, just like you said, after they talk to us for, you know, 30 minutes, they realize like, Oh, this is nothing like the, you know, um, ridiculously intimidating social media, you know, presence that you guys have. And we try to tell people like, listen, that's like, <laughs> just come in and just hang out with us just for a little bit. And you understand, like, we're not, we're, we're a great community. Yes. We're, we're a little, we're definitely more serious than most when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, the way that we train, but I mean, that's only because it's just our expectations for ourselves and the community are that way. It's not that we're, you know, trying to intimidate anybody, but yeah. at the same token, you know, to be honest, if I'm being completely fair, it's, we're kind of okay with it in a way, just because at the end of the day, most folks that really just want a treadmill and a slice of pizza. And I mean that, you know, Hey, if that's your game, like if that's your game. I totally respect it. Go keep doing your thing. Sure. But you know, if that's what you're you know looking for a dungeon, that's just never going to be the case. And so, yeah. you know, uh, we, it definitely helps, um, you know, for folks that come in and expect one thing. And, and if those expectations are met, usually they, there, there's a lot more cohesion in the community. Mm. So and that's not to say that there's not occasionally pizza and donuts at Dungeon. <laughs> Leon, let's be clear about that. Let me. There is definitely <laughs> tacos. pizza, donuts, tacos, tacos over pizza usually. Yes, yes, tacos over pizza. <laughs> Maybe a random bit of wok, some sushi every now. And then. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows what makes sense their way? In yeah. There. And then, uh, so you guys made a little bit of history last year with uh, the Rainier being the highest prize money a women's pro strongman event has ever had. Um, what, uh, what are you looking at this year? That's going to be above, or I guess uh, to beat last year and everything that you guys did. Yeah. Um, wow. Like last year, that's really the only word I can really describe. Um, you know, we, 
we were blessed to be able to have uh, Rob Kearney in our community for uh, for a few months while he was up here in Washington. And, you know, you know, him just as well mm-hmm. as I do, just an amazing man. He him and Joey are fantastic human beings. And we had just an amazing journey with them putting on the Rainier. Um, and uh, we, we just had this dream of like, Hey, like, we really would like to put on a program and we really wanted to make it, if we're going to do it, like, why not do it big? Right. And it was mm-hmm. kind of one of those things. And I, I definitely probably lost like a few months of my life uh, because of the stress of putting it on, but it was sure. completely worth it. And it went off without a hitch and we have the best volunteer crew in the world. Like mm-hmm. it, if it wasn't for them, it wouldn't have gone off without a hitch. But the first thing that we wanted to do going into it was like, you know, we have, amazing uh female athletes um out of dungeon and also like in the washington state area uh, mm-hmm. and really we were just very passionate about this idea of like okay if we're going to put on a program then we're going to put up some real prize money and we're going to make sure that it's mm-hmm. you know equal for for both sides uh, because at the time this has definitely changed now as of this year in my opinion at the time you just didn't see that lot. you didn't see a lot of you know prize money being equal across both sure. sides so we want to make sure but that was a priority like we definitely want to hit that so yeah um and then we ended up um we ended up just having just a stellar i mean the the the, the athletes that came out on the women's side they i mean they made the show i mean they they by themselves they they made that just mm-hmm. worth it uh, to do uh, watching uh just watching the head to head and then of course you know our mystery event being the sandbag toss which uh we got a lot of praise and a lot of like, what are you guys uh, thinking? Yeah, that, <laughs> oh, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I loved everything about it, right? Uh, yeah. Just because I'm, I'm old school in mm-hmm. the way that I, I view strongman as far as like, no, like we, it's gotten a little bit systematic for me um, in strongman as a sport, as far as like saying sure. like, okay, like, you know, you're able to prepare so much now for a show ahead of time where it's nice to have something completely random like that thrown at you. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, great. I, I can deadlift, you know, 900 pounds, but can I throw a 50 pound sandbag farther than somebody <laughs> else? Right. So yeah, uh, I loved it. Anyway. So your original question was, you know, how are we taking this to the next level? So we're uh, so partnered with Dion uh, with Strongman Corp. Um, and this is actually going to be one of three uh, America's strongest man uh, and woman qualifiers. Uh, then that's going to be the new system this year. Uh, so obviously, you know, Gabe is doing an amazing job with Beerstone. Uh, he's going to be the first one out of the gate. Yep. Uh, and then right now, as it's set, um, you know, it looks like we're going to be the second show. Um, now Dion is Dion still, I don't want to speak for her whatsoever, but, uh, she's coordinating, you know, the, uh, the other show and she'll have more information as that comes, but that's number one. Uh, and then number two is, I was really pumped to say that we're going to be able to offer, we're going to be able to offer pro cards, um, as well to, to pro for amateurs that want to come and compete in the pro-am. Uh, last year, Brett Thompson actually won and he was an amateur, right? And so Brett, if you're listening, sorry, man. (laughs) <laughs> sorry dude. uh but at least you can say you beat uh you beat the pros that were with hey, there brett uh he's a savage competitor too he beat me at the ronnie classic uh in 2020 oh yeah and uh i actually beat him on the stone event and then he came back to i think he won the stone event at the rainier and yes. set like a 40 pound pr on his stone so yeah i mean he no. honestly it to be we, we, we love to do our research. We're all fans, right. Of like yeah. the, the, everybody. And we try to watch everyone's training and stuff like that. And he, he just showed up on the mm-hmm. stones. Like it was impressive. 
I mean, it was Absolutely. a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so anyways, so uh, there's going to be that pro card where we're going to be offering more prize money this year, which I'm pretty pumped about. Um, Are you at our, liberty to say how much or is that still? Yeah, absolutely. So for the open, uh, we're going to be doing 7,000 for first, uh, 4,500 for second, 1,500 for third. It's the same that Gabe's doing. Gabe's going to have uh, the exact same prize money. for. Okay, that's cool. So yeah, it'd be nice to have like the qualifiers have kind of a um what's the uniform prize pool yeah totally uh, i completely agree with you honestly uh and that's that's how it it should be uh because number one um i'm excited for the fact that we're giving pros more opportunities to make a living sure off the of sport i mean that's really how i mean i know for a fact that uh, i won't name any athletes because i'm not uh, i'm not their planners but you know, I definitely know that there's a few athletes that are going to be competing in multiple, um, you know, uh, ASM, ASW qualifier shows just sure. because, hey, it's a good opportunity to come visit a new area, you know, chill, you know, enjoy yourself. And, you know, we do one of the things we got feedback on last year was um, we and, and I was adamant about it when working with Rob, uh, we wanted to take care of the pros as, as much as we could. And that's one thing that I was really humbled by the feedback we got from the pros that came um you know we fed them dinner both nights that they were here had a hotel room ready for them helped them with transportation um you know and um, waived obviously their entry fees and and, and all that stuff so sure. uh and this year we're, we're going to take that to another to another level pros that come we're going to be doing all the same things but we're actually going to have a uh, washington themed care package for them when they get here so it's okay. gonna be a little surprise it's gonna be a little okay. surprise it, there may or may not be alcohol in it. i don't know <laughs> well i can only imagine i mean you got you got kirkland there you've got uh oh what's that other uh woodenville whiskey you got quite a bit up there and oh, then you have all oh, the yeah. wineries oh yeah you got lots oh, of the wineries alone we could yeah. we could have a field day so oh yeah um so yeah if you're if you're a pro and you you want to compete you want to have a good time be around a good group of people and also be pampered at the same time yeah come on go ahead and come out yeah and I, I i mean i talked to obviously a fair few pros with my travels and things. Um, I've heard that over and over about the Rainier last year, the few, the guys that were there and the girls that were there that, uh, you know, they've a couple of them have done, you know, world's strongest man or whatever and have, you know, they, they get treated well, but uh, they all had nothing but great things to say about the Rainier. And uh, a couple of them even said that was the, the greatest experience they've had as a pro in the way that they were taken care of. So, I mean, you guys really hit the nail on the head with that one. Dude, that's awesome. I love hearing that. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Uh, and Josh Reynolds who came, uh, first mm-hmm. of all, really cool guy, by the yep. way. Um, and a freaking tank, he came in shape for that show and honestly put on, put on a heck of a, but yeah, he, he gave you, he gave some more feedback and he was just like, honestly, um, whatever you guys are doing, just keep doing it. Um, and really, uh, it was, we definitely went into that show with the mentality of like, all right, let's over prepare, you know, and, sure. uh, to, to over deliver. And, and we did that. Right. So, uh, like I said, we have the system figured out now, which is the hardest part. Now we, we know what works. We've got a great team. We're partnering with, um, upper left lens, uh, Austin Flynn, who's a, who's a member over at dungeon, you know, to kind of help with some video production, you know, ahead of the, um, ahead of the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we're going to be giving, you know, athletes, um, you know, a little bit more exposure that way. I mean, sure. because, um, you know, having a, I don't, cause I think you've heard the same thing right this year that people are, 
you know, uh, there's this idea of, you know, hey, does a pro card really mean anything anymore? Uh, and it's a fair question to ask, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really have, to be frank, I, I haven't done a ton of, I don't know enough about it to be able to have an opinion on it. But I do know this, uh, that I've been to Nationals twice. And the amount of work that it takes to, and the amount of commitment and sacrifice it takes to become a pro, at Strongman Corp at least, um, you know, I, I definitely think athletes deserve, you know, that opportunity to be, you know, taken care of. Like, come out and compete, put on a show, and mm-hmm. uh, do do what you do best. And that is, you know, put it, put on a great show for spectators that love to watch and, and respect the sport. So, so that, that I love hearing that feedback. Um, the, we're also going to be doing a pro-am middleweight class as well. I had a lot of questions about that, so I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to hearing more. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk more about that here in a second. But I was just – I'm still continuing on that question of what are you guys doing over next year, yeah. uh, what we're doing next year. So we're, we're going to do that. Uh, prize money is still TBD. We're still kind of fielding sponsorships for for that. But uh, okay. more, to, more to come on that hopefully in the future. But the one thing I am excited about, and uh, this is pending, um, you know, so I – I'll go ahead and mention it here, but nobody is allowed to hold me to this. Um, but we're 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 planning and hoping to hold the event at LeMay Car Museum in Tacoma. You ever been there? You know what that is? I know what it is. I have not been there. Yeah, so uh, it's 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 amazing. Uh, so it's actually like a top ten car museum in the world, and I never okay. really knew about it. Mm-hmm. But it fell on my radar as I was kind of doing some scouting at Tacoma, thinking about like, okay, where are we going to hold it this this year? Because as much as I love our gym and I love our back parking lot we're not going to do, do that sure. again. Uh, we're going to, we're going to try to do it a little bit uh, more classy this time. Yeah. Um, so Dave, sorry, not, not to cut you off, but I got to say, uh, I was one of many people that had concerns last year <laughs> on how, uh, how that would go down in that parking lot or how well with, I know the gym was still under construction at the time with the new expansion, right. just lots of factors at play with uh, you guys planning to hold this pro-am and all the talk of how big it was going to be. And I was very curious on how everything was going to go down, but wasn't super involved at the time. Um, Wildly impressed with how the visual of everything um, with, I mean, even just all the, all the details, all the way down to that truck being there with the banners on it. I mean, every, everything about the stadium seating, all the things you guys pulled together that like are, afterthoughts to many other promoters it was it was awesome it was man that's i love hearing that thanks john um it's to hear you say that makes all of the coordination and the work that went into it worth it right uh and that's really that when we we went into planning it that's if you've known me you've known me for a long time uh you know that's just i don't i don't roll uh for mediocrity and that's the reason i got into the sport in the first place Mm because i don't I've never wanted to go to the gym and just, you know, go to the gym for 30 minutes to be it. I, I love to, to be able to pursue, you know, um, as, as good as I can, as much potential as possible. And, and that's what I wanted to do with the show. And so, uh, and so I'm glad, I'm very happy uh, that you've got that feedback and we've heard that from other, other folks as well. So, yeah. But anyways, uh, so, uh, but we definitely wanted to step it up from a venue perspective. And the, the cool part about that is it's going to be, it's going to be right in the heart of Tacoma in a place that, you know, there's going to be hotels nearby, so it'll be easier for the pros to be able to, you know, transpo uh, there. We're going to have plenty of space. Um, we're going to hopefully uh, we're going to be one of the events that we're going to be doing um, and uh, is, is we're going to be doing a car deadlift. And we're we're we actually have the line and I can't really talk too much about it, but 
we're hoping to do um, a head to head for some, you know, antique cars. So imagine oh. like, imagine like, you know, uh, a side by side, like finished muscle car or something. like Yeah, that, that would be, that would be awesome. Oh man. Like okay. it's, we're, it, we're coordinating it. We're figuring it out. Like, uh, so, but it's going to be a really cool, like uh partnership to be able to say like, okay, there's a lot of history in that museum yeah. and it's actually really cool when you mm-hmm. get a chance to visit it. Um, but we'll be, we'll be able to partner in a way to, we'll be able to use some of, uh, Starman implements and, and associations with them, but we still, we still have a lot to work out there. Um, it's sure. still not a done deal, but, yeah. um, but we're, we're pumped to at least explore it. So, and I, I don't, I don't think you've said this yet. What, what is the date that you're looking at for this August again? Uh, no, June 4th, 5th. June. Oh, that's right. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Got it. yep. Um, We've got uh, we've got other stuff that we're we're planning in, in August this year. Okay, and then, and then the Shaw Classic is uh, August fourteenth. I think is that when he's doing it. I think so. I think, I think he's doing right. August fourteenth. So we uh, uh, first of all, I want to go ahead and say, you know, Brian, if you're listening for 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 any reason, uh, first of all, John's extremely happy that you're listening. And then number two is, <laughs> I just want to go out and just a quick blurb on how great that guy is to work with. Um, we, he didn't have to by any means, but I sent him a note randomly on social media to say like, Hey, so, um, you know, I think, I know you're planning on doing your show in August. We're also planning on doing our show. And, uh, he got back to me. He was like, so to be honest, I, he's like, I never checked my Instagram really because everybody sends me messages and I can't, I, I, that's not the way to really get a hold of me to talk about business stuff. But he actually took the time to get back to me and just said, Hey man, like, no, I'll keep you in the loop with it. And I'm really excited for the show that you're doing. I've heard about it. It's like, I was freaking out. Cause of course I'm a awesome. fanboy. So, um, yeah. but he's, he was great to work with, but yeah. So we're going to be doing it, uh, June 4th. It's going to be a two day show. We're going to okay. do, we're going to do three events, three events. Um, we, we did that on purpose this year because we want to, we ran the show and I, I mean this in a very, humbling way it's just it's just we we built such a great system for uh, we were able to do amateurs and pros last year in the same day Mm -hmm. uh which uh all the pros i mean we're gotten getting there you you can even ask a few of them uh who was it i think it was Corey. uh i'm not calling i'm not calling out Corey butler but she was like yeah i think i thought it was going to be like you know a little bit of a pipe dream that you guys wanted to do amateur and pro in the same day but you guys did it and you actually did it faster than you said you would and so yeah um which yeah they they actually it was the first time we heard feedback from them they were like hey we actually kind of wanted a little bit more time uh, in between Mm -hmm. events usually it's the opposite right there's usually too much time yep um so anyways, uh, we, we want to do the same thing where amateurs and pros compete in the same day, but we want to leave more time for, uh, for, for spectators. And we're expecting a bigger show as far as amateurs and pros coming in. So, sure. uh, so we're going to go ahead and do it over two days. Yeah. I think, uh, between you guys with the Rainier last year, and then the way that the clash finals went off in, uh, what was that April or May, um, mm-hmm. it really set a new bar for getting through events um, I, we heard the same complaints from the one Oh fives at clash. So that, I mean, they just couldn't keep up with how fast the events were running through. So, Oh yeah. Like there's uh, a middle ground there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I heard the same thing that it just was like going off without a hitch. They, they, uh, they had it going off like crazy. So, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. You guys, you guys did the yeah. same thing. And I mean, yeah. uh, I think everybody was really happy, especially spectators are much happier at, on an event like that, but uh, the athletes might be a little tired. Absolutely. Totally. Yep. Um, but I think as far as, um, 
trying to think of what else that's new. Uh, we're, we're getting pretty creative uh, with the events um, this year. So we're actually, uh, there's a couple things that uh, we're going to, we're going to try out, which I'm pretty pumped about. So uh, we're going to do a Trump circus dumbbell clean and press. So is that, we're actually, is that like uh, similar to the Trump stone where you pick which one? Yep. And okay. Cause they did that. Not quite that, but they did something similar at the Arnold, what, two or three years ago where they had three or four different dumbbells and they were worth different points. They were worth points. Yeah. It was like, a okay. point. is it going to be like that? Or is it going to be just the heavier weight trumps the lighter weight? It's just going to be the heavier weight trumps the, okay. the lighter weight. Cool. Um, and it was when we started talking a little bit more about, you know, pressing, we were planning this thing. Uh, Saul is the the guru that really thought through, you know, most of these events. Um, he's, he's got a mind for events and training. He likes he, to really get yes. complicated with those. And it's, it's entertaining. It is very entertaining. And he trains me and I do some very entertaining movements. <laughs> um, but no, it was like this fun idea of like, okay, well, you know, we definitely received a lot of good feedback on the Trump zone from mm-hmm. last year. You know, how do we, how, how can we do that in a pressing, you know, event? And of course we wanted to look at it as like, okay, what would be really cool to do head to head? Right. So like how, how cool would it be? And, and we're still trying to figure out the logistics of that and we may sure. not be able to do it. We'll have to see, but, um, but we thought like, how, how cool would it be just to be across from somebody and then just to be able to say like, okay, all right, are you going to pick up the heavier dumbbell? Am I going to pick up the heavier dumbbell? Like what's going to happen? Right. And so uh, there's just a lot of, uh, we just think that from a spectator perspective, it would just be badass to be able to see someone just say, okay, you going to pick up the heavy one or am I going to do it? Are you going to do it? Am I going to do it? And so anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a, I wasn't even thinking about that being a head to head kind of thing. That's uh that enters a whole different uh, cerebral aspect to the event. Right. Right. That's, Cause yeah, that's entertaining. I, I love like when there's deadlift events where the competitors are facing each other and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like I love that. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. um, that's everything that strongman should be. And so um, I think for a Trump event, uh, we wanted to do that with stones last year. We just couldn't pull it off logistically. Sure. Uh, we just, we just couldn't pour the stones, mm-hmm. but uh, from a, if we're able to get a hold of enough dumbbells, which we think we can, we're still working on it. We're trying to partner sure. with a few other gyms on it, but uh, we think it would be pretty cool. And then um, we're going to do um, a sandbag carry toss. Also, we're going to do sandbag carry toss medley, which, um pretty pumped about you know a load with a toss we we were thinking about doing that um last year and uh, we just really couldn't think through the logistics um but this year we got it figured out and we're pretty pumped about that so so a sandbag carry for distance and then a toss at the end yeah so no 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 so you you throw throw a lighter sandbag you carry a sandbag and then you throw a heavier sandbag and then you okay. carry a heavier sandbag okay so yeah yeah i think um, I think those like different variations of, uh, medleys are starting to pick up a lot of popularity. Cause I've talked to a lot of people that have, uh, really loved what the rogue invitational did with the yoke to, a uh, log press. It was awesome. Which is, I mean, it's very unconventional. You don't see that all the time. And it's, I mean, it was new, mm-hmm. right. And it's, that's awesome. Yeah, totally. You're that's what strong man is, right. It's supposed to be awkward stuff supposed to be awkward like is he really going to carry that massive yoke and then pick up that massive log i mean yep. yeah i mean that's it's spectator sport right so yeah yeah it sounds uh, i i love i love listening to you talk about this because it's it's <laughs> i mean you guys are genuinely listening to the athletes and the people and the spectators and piecing it together 
Absolutely. And I love that you put it that way, because that's if we're not doing that, then we're failing in what we're sure. trying to do. So mm-hmm. uh, thanks for the feedback. Uh, and then we're going to do um, uh, we're going to do a yoke, uh, pretty typical uh, yoke carry farmers. Um, but this time we're going to do it like the world's did with the, the farmers last year. And it's going to be max distance. Oh, OK. Are you going to do the it, same? It's like 10 meters and 10 meters or 50 50. Okay. So it'll be 50, 50, 90 seconds. And until your heart explodes, basically <laughs> drops or turn drops yeah. or turns. Uh, we're going to do drops. Okay. Yeah, we're not going, we're not going to do turns. Like we're not that evil. That's smart. <laughs> you're, you're asking for ACLs and all kinds of other. Problems. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, listen, like, uh, Saul's crazy. Uh, he'll definitely make <laughs> it heavy, but, oh man, speaking of which, uh, there's many people last year, like, uh, that 400 pound sandbag. We got so many people like, you guys can go to hell for having that 400 pound sandbag. That's a big bag. Uh, that, is, that was a big bag, man. We actually, uh, we had the Cerberus uh, really tall one, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the tall one that's meant for that. Yep. And then we ended up caving uh, because uh, Hattie Hatfield, uh, Josh was, uh, he moved to uh, uh, Tennessee here recently, mm-hmm. but, you know, he was, obviously the strongest like heavyweight in the gym and it was mm-hmm. he was on the struggle bus and he was dealing with the bicep injury at the time too but he was on the struggle bus with a really tall one and so we ended up just going and buying a bunch of lead in bulk mm. we took a we took the bag that's meant for like 330 and we just fixed we mixed it with lead and sand we so i'm glad we were able to do that because that uh that that big ass like tall bag was uh was a pain <laughs> yeah. like it's the one thing to pick it up right but then also to load it over it was just it was terrible so yeah i mean just picking it up though just sounded torturous i saw it and it uh yeah i wasn't touching it that's and that's cool. a and that's another thing we're putting an emphasis on this year is last year was you know you know heavy as fuck right so like mm-hmm. you know we we wanted to go heavy we weren't as heavy as like other shows that were there were other programs at the time that were out there but this year we're laser focused on, you know, making it more of a spectacle from a reps perspective. So we're definitely sure. not going anywhere near as heavy. Um, I mean, it's heavy, but you know, it's not going to be monumental, but we were really excited to show off the athleticism this year. Yeah. Um, and so the medleys reflect that. And then also the static events reflect that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I'm really pumped about, uh, the last event that we're going to be doing is the stone to shoulder last man standing, Yes. uh, which I love stone to shoulder. Do you, are you really, are you, are I you love it. That? Love it. I could see that for you. I could see that being a good event for you. Yep. Well, what's the, what's the biggest stone you've got? I'm curious. Stone to shoulder. Yeah. Uh, I've done a 330 for four. For real. Yeah. Dude, good for you, man. Jesus. Yeah, Stone to Shoulder. I don't know what it is about that movement, but it's just always, it's just felt natural. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you're just, your frame in general, just with your, yeah. you have a very broad, broad, broad upper body. And um, you've got a good physique for it. I understand that. For me, not so much. But, oh. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think um, it's going to be. I mean, you're getting taking... that stone about a foot taller up on you than I am, too. So, hey, hey, what, hey. <laughs> It's you got to figure it out one way or another. You can't use the physique. Yeah. Excuse. Um, true, true. But um, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So we're 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 really trying to embrace. Like we'll take care of the logistics if we can. Uh, it's it's going to be a bit of a pain. So we're we're trying to let people know where we're going to be starting for the weights mm-hmm. on st- a stone to shoulder, and we'll we're gonna we're gonna be pouring new stones to do our best to try to make the jumps as um as appropriate as possible. We're trying to shoot for, you know, somewhere between twenty to thirty pound jumps. 
uh, on the stone, sure. maybe, maybe a little less if we could pull it off. Right. So are you thinking, uh, athletes have to take every jump or is it going to be like, uh, you jump in and out as you please, uh, jump in and out okay. as you please. I mean, honestly, I think that's the the way to do it. Sure. Um, and, uh, we're just going to do our best to try to space them out as, as appropriately as possible mm-hmm. and not have like a three thirty for the pro-am in and then jump to 400 or something like that. Obviously. Yeah. That's yeah. That's, that's the really tough part. And the, yeah. the difficult yeah. part logistically, like you're saying, is just having enough stones in those gaps. To... We're already, we're already starting to pour them. So the good news is for, for those that are going to be coming to compete, uh, you're going to be using relatively fresh stones. So, and if you're, if you're a stone to shoulder guy, like you can obviously respect the fact that having a fresher stone for stone to shoulder is a lot better than having like mm-hmm. a gravelly, um, you know, fucked up. Stone. There's nothing worse than trying to stop gravel on the side of your ear and hold <laughs> it there. Yep. Yeah. I'm yeah. I've still, I think I still have some scars back there from the nationals in 19. Yeah. Oh man. I remember you doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember, yeah, I remember seeing videos of you like, uh, cause that was, what was your weight for then? It was 300, right? It was, was supposed to be a 330, which is why I started doing 330. And yeah. then I uh, wound up being a Slater 324 stone, but yeah. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was nuts. That was nuts. Fix. But I, but I definitely love the event myself. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we don't see enough of uh shoulder events, I feel like. So. I'll yeah. Well, you said you had, um, you said you had questions around the, uh, the middleweight side of things. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I guess, so I had a nice long phone call with Dion not too long ago, just to cover what changes are and aren't coming to strongman corp and things like that, because, you know, with all the, the Rob owning and the not owning, and then the Rod Hardesty drama and everything that was going on there raised a lot of questions with people that were just blowing up, um, my email and Instagram for the podcast. So anyway, I talked to her about a lot of that, and I guess I didn't really get clarity on the ASM qualifiers and how that works for other classes besides heavyweights. Right. And then she and I spoke briefly about the three um, ASM qualifiers, and she didn't even mention that the middleweights were going to get that opportunity. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I don't, I didn't even know. And then Dan actually told me about it because he got an invitation to the Rainier. Right. And uh, yeah, so I was curious, how did that come about? And what are they qualifying for ASM the same as the heavyweights are? Yeah. So good question. And I will answer what, with what I know. And then sure. um, I got to respect what, you know, uh, what Dion is doing on her side. Cause um, I don't want to speak for her by any means, but I can say that uh, you, you don't have to qualify for ASM ASW. So it's, uh, it's, uh, Furman is, um, as far as I know, this is all I, this is what I know, um, is, is going to be running that, uh, on the middleweight side of things on his yep. own. And yep, that's, that's true. So, I okay. All right, cool. I, so I, I want to make sure I'm in the loop. I don't want to overstate anything. Um, yeah. but, but it is confirmed that no, you don't need to qualify. You don't need okay. to go to a qualifier to go to, to that show, but except for uh, heavyweights though. Correct. Yes. Open. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Sure. Um, for you, open. Yeah. I guess that's open, a good way to put it. Yep. Yeah. For open, you have to compete in one of these three shows Okay. Uh, in order to, you know, uh, to earn your spot there. Um, so, but yeah, so that's the, that's the really big key piece of information that a lot of people have been asking about is like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know, uh, pro and middleweights need to qualify. Like, nope, 
Uh, so, so as far as I know, and you just confirmed it, you know, Furman's going to keep that open, but, you know, uh, so we really didn't have, um, so we really didn't have any pressure, honestly, to do a middleweight class, sure. but I really wanted it to. And once again, going back to, you know, uh, the, the female side, um, of, of the competitors, I think once again, like there, we wanted to bring that opportunity, uh, for them, uh, to be able to come out and, and have a great show. Cause honestly, there were competitors last year that, uh, we invited and that we wanted to have out, but rightly so they were just like, listen, like, you know, I can't keep up with that kind of weight. I'm, I'm a middleweight, sure. and, yeah. you know, and, and I, and I never blame them for that. Mm-hmm. And so, so this year for me, it's really like I wanted to have that class for for those athletes to be able to come out and be able to put on a good show and earn some and have an opportunity to earn some cash. And 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 Furman uh, sent me a really um, I was actually humbled by the note he sent. He was just like, "Hey man, I really appreciate you, you know, uh, you know, going out and, and making sure to you know create a middleweight class." And I was like, "Of course." I honestly, I wished I could honestly coordinate and we will in the future, right? I want to be able to coordinate more weight classes for the Mm -hmm. program side and it will happen. But as the show grows and as, you know, it gets more support, like we definitely want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, you know, we, especially this year, we're going to be, uh, it's going to be professionally live streamed uh, through the same company that um, uh, Dion used for, uh, I believe they're ADL. I think that's who they are. Oh, ADL is doing Rainier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, so ADL is going to come out, and once again, why we also want to get uh, a venue outside of the instead of our back parking lot because uh, yeah, it's actually going to be professionally live streamed. So yeah, they uh, they do they've done all the Clash series so far. Um, I've got a close relationship with them. They live here and uh, they live in Austin, but I I talk to gotcha. Don and Nancy all the time. Um, yeah. Just great people, and they do one ridiculous job. So professional. So. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I, and I've heard the same thing. Uh, now I've heard that uh, basically I, I haven't done much research on them yet. I haven't done mm-hmm. deep, too deep, but apparently they just, uh, they outsource hires, right. To be able to come work shows. I think I'm, I'm sorry. Sure. They do what? Like they outsource. Like, so they basically just, they find a crew um, like a third party that's available in a specific region. They hire those people um, for like setup and stuff. They might, they, for the most part, have pretty much done everything themselves at the shows that I've been involved with them at. Okay. They, yeah, they're, a- they're the first ones in and the last ones out the day before setting everything up. Gotcha. Um, getting all their stuff uh, tweaked and making sure all the cameras at the right angles and all the wires are run with all the tape holding it down and everything. Um, and they'll find they'll they're not scared to like climb up rafters and like put cameras on rafters and stuff if it's going to get the best angle. Uh, and then, awesome. uh, yeah, they I mean, they run all the stuff themselves, usually from what from what I've seen. I mean, they might if it's a big enough venue where they need the extra help. I'm sure that they they would hire totally. some folks, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. I really am. I got a note on my calendar to meet with them uh, sooner rather than later to kind of figure out those logistics. But I've heard nothing but great things. Yeah, yeah. You'll get along with Don and Nancy. Great. They're they're great people. Awesome. Very cool. Yep. Uh, what else do you have on the on the middleweight side? I think that was really the biggest overarching question was just the qualifier side. But. Yeah. So the other thing that I'm sure people are going to want to know is, and I think you already touched on this and said it was tentative, was prize money of the middleweight class versus. Right. Uh, yeah, so that is, we will hopefully be announcing that I'm making it a goal. I have it on my calendar, hopefully by middle to end of March to be able to make that official announcement. Sure. Uh, just cause we, we want to do our sponsorship outreach, but another important thing is, 
the same pro card opportunity. That's what available. my next question was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the same pro card opportunity is available as well. Okay. Now there's, there's minimums. Uh, I forgot to mention this before, uh, you know, based off of the new, you know, strongman corp rules, uh, there has to be a minimum of 10 contestants, uh, in, uh, that are competing with at least six pros. Okay. So, uh, so theoretically, theoretically, the you know when it comes to the middleweight pro am theoretically it, it may not if we don't get enough pros that commit which i doubt i we we should i mean it's a great opportunity i would be really surprised if we didn't sure but um but if 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 there weren't enough pros to show up in middleweight then it would just be for cash are you the nationals qualifications and all that stuff so are you so are you offering the same like care packages as far as like accommodations for the middleweights uh for pros yep yeah okay yeah cool yeah, if I don't. You're, if you're a pro, you get the you get the same. You know. Then I yeah, I don't foresee you having any issue getting some folks in there, especially if you get you know prize money. That's yeah. I mean, you got to break what two G's, and you probably are going to be just fine getting people involved. So oh, and that that right there shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't uh, think so. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get as close as possible to the open. We just sure. gotta we just gotta figure out. Um, we just can't know until we know, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Have you? Then, how many invites have you sent out? Uh, good question. I actually had that list pulled up, but I think I've sent out, I don't know, estimated like 70 or 80 letters. Wow. Okay. Uh, really we're just, you know, that's the, that's been the hardest part is, Mm -hmm. um, trying to get a hold of all the pros. I mean, that's, uh, is finding their contact info and then, you know, introducing myself be like, Hey, so my name's Ryan and I'm putting on the rain here. Do you want to come to the show? And so uh, I wish there was, that's actually one thing that I wish that uh, this is some feedback for, um, you know, any of the organizations that are running, like we, we need a better way to be able to get a hold of pros to tell them about opportunities like this. Mm-hmm. Right now, right now it's just like banking on the fact that like, do you have a strong enough social media following to let the world know that, or, you know, mm-hmm. to come on you know amazing podcasts and to be able to talk about it a little bit more. Um, you know, there should, there should be a more streamlined way, like where if you become a pro, um, by no means should your information be public, but you know, there should be a little bit more of a streamlined professional way where we can send out as promoters, we can get the word out to these guys say like, Hey, you know, this is an opportunity where you get your hotel paid for food paid for, et cetera, et cetera, come out and compete and have fun and try to make some money. And I feel like that's a, that's a missing thing right now. So Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Hey, so if you're, if you're out there and if you're a pro, if you haven't heard from me, it's because literally I don't know you exist because I like it's, it, I don't know where to find you. So, yeah, I mean, any, um, any, I mean, open class or 231 pros or 105 pros, whatever you want to call them, um, that hear this and are interested, you know, reach out to me or reach out to Ryan directly or dungeon strength, uh, Instagram, yep. you know, and, yep, you know talk to him and get involved and get up there. Yeah, John and I, John and I talk all the time. So, however you want to, you know, get that over, just, um, just do because we definitely had a couple people, um, you know, last year, like, hey, why didn't I get an invite letter? I'm a pro, and it's like, well, because nice to meet you. My name is Ryan, <laughs> and I didn't know you existed. So, like, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah. the 105s. How often do you really hear about them? For one, and then two, I mean, even the opens. How many pros are there out there? Right. You, know, you can't possibly invite everybody or remember to invite everybody. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's honestly, it's pretty, I think it's simple. I think it's just, um, uh, you know, Starman Corp uh, should probably just get the word out to the pros. Just be like, Hey, we're going to put together. It could be as simple as just a Google sheet to say, Hey, 
put your contact information in this Google sheet that will only be shared with promoters that are approved. And then, you know, that way we can just have that sheet and get the word out as soon as possible. I think that's a good way to do it, but sure. um, you know, obviously, you know, that's just a suggestion. That's all mm-hmm. that is. So anyways. And then, you know, in three to five years when all the pros are regularly making enough money, maybe we'll see the introduction to some agents in strongman. Oh, geez. Won't that be the day? <laughs> We're already seeing that a little bit for being honest. Like, I'm, yeah. I mean, uh, there's a couple of guys for sure. And girls. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, one thing I will say before I forget, because we were talking about all like the um, the the uh, brr, the minimums for like the pro-am and stuff like that. Yeah, I do want everyone to know that the same rule for the pro-am as far as minimums, like so, like I was talking about before the pro card. Uh, we did get clarification from Dion. So if for some reason this is definitely not going to happen, and if it if it happens, that we should just. We should just stop doing the rainier altogether. But if for some reason we got no pros, you know, signed up for the pro-am open, right. And, you know, six amateurs, you know, signed up. Right. So the extreme side of this, because when you're asking questions, you want to learn about all the technicalities, we might as well just talk about the extreme. Right. Sure. So if six amateurs show up, no pros show up, then all of the perks still come into play with the exception of the pro card. So okay. you you get the invite to, to ASM ASW, you get the cash money. Like that's not going to go away. If um you know if you show up, you you get a chance to go for cash. Mm-hmm. But the only the only exception will be is that there won't be a pro card offered. So okay, if only if only amateurs show up, you still get that opportunity to go and compete in America's Strongest Man and America's Strongest Woman, mm-hmm. um, and you still get to compete for the cash. So I wanted to make sure that that was that was not there. Now you're you're running an amateur show at the same time. Can you give me I mean, obviously events are tentative, so it's tough to say sure. what, what's going to be the increase weight wise. Cause usually you see, you know, you got your heavyweight amateurs and then you have your heavyweight or your open pro class and the weights right. are always heavier. But if you have, if you're going to have <clears throat> a pro one Oh five class as well, right. Are you, are they going to be the heavyweight amateur weights? Or are they going to be, you know, what, what jumps? That's a, no, that's a, that's a really good question. So uh, so all the weights are posted up on our event page. Uh, oh, are they? Okay. Yeah. DungeonStrengthRx.com forward slash events. Um, you can find it there, but generally speaking, it's a good question. Uh, the pro-am middleweight men are typically doing really close to or right at what the heavyweight amateur men sure. are doing uh, in some events where it's uh, cause obviously middleweight athletes, definitely they're, well more athletic right and so for more of the medley athletic pieces that we're doing there there might be a little bit heavier there just because mm-hmm. we've seen how well the you know middleweight classes have just been killing it from an athletic yeah. perspective uh they don't go as slow as us fatties right so um but yeah generally speaking that's that's where it's going to be for uh heavyweight uh versus pro-am you know open right and uh heavyweight amateurs that's around anywhere between the depending on the event, 15 to 20% lighter, probably in some okay. cases, in some cases, probably 10 to 15%, but I would say anywhere between, I guess, 10 to 20% lighter than pro-am open versus heavyweight amateur open. Or- okay. So if, <clears throat> if the heavyweight open, we're doing a 340 log, the heavyweight amateur open would be what, like a 320. Yeah. I mean, so like okay. the Trump, uh, the Trump circus dumbbell for 
program open men is 22240 three, 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 right now. Yeah. Uh this well for the circus dumbbell. Okay. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Circus yeah. yeah it's, right. it's 20, 20 to two forty, and then the the heavyweight amateur is one eighty to two hundred, right? So that's gotcha. okay. It's, it's right around that. And then, for example, the stone to shoulder, like what you were just saying, it's mm-hmm. a good question. Uh, Pro am open men's three thirty, and we've got heavyweight amateur men at two fifty. Okay. So um, two fifty. Mm-hmm. That's too light. Is that too light? You think that's too light? I mean, I think so. I think that a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I think that's too light. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't actually, this is the one event that we're, you know, cause you know, this. you said, wait, I'm sorry. You said the pro weight was three something. Uh, Pro-Am men is starting at three thirty. Pro-Am. Or excuse me. Oh, oh, but it's a max. Yes. It's that's a max. where I was. Nope. No, not too light. Okay. Oh, okay. I was, I was about to say that's for yeah. some reason I was, I was stuck on reps there for a second, but no, no well, that's how most of the events are done. Right. So, no, yeah. I understand yeah. where your head was at. Nope. Uh, if it's a max, that's a good starting point. Yep. Yeah. I, I yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah, totally. So, um, but Hey, I was willing to hear your feedback. Was, <laughs> um, cool. I'd be curious. Yeah. I think, uh, what, in the the dungeon group chat, I think we were saying the record or the world record supposedly is like four forty for the stone to shoulder open. Yeah, that, I'd be that. I mean, that could be broken. Yeah, we're uh, so I think we are. Um, we still need to put the. Uh, we'll announce this later on down the road, but I think we are going to try to do a record breaker of some kind as well. Okay, this show. Um, we just need to you know put together details on it and what specific sure. event we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll we'll announce that later on down the road. But last year we were going to do um, we were going to do the uh, um, axle overhead uh, record, but uh, we just we just couldn't get the logistics. We didn't give. Uh, if we're being honest, uh, we just, we didn't have enough time when, we, mm-hmm. when the idea was approached, we didn't really have enough time to let the rest of the, uh, the community know like, Hey, you know, uh, we gave you enough time to train for it and actually make the trip up here. So sure. this year we're, we want to get something like that announced sooner rather than later to give people the opportunity to come in and make that mm-hmm. happen. So more to come on that if we're going to pull that off. So, okay. Yep. That's exciting. I mean, the record breakers have been blowing up. People really enjoy them. So yeah, once again, like from a spectator perspective, it's like, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, it's cool to see, you know, people, you know, go back and forth head to head. And, but it's, there's something, uh, I mean, the best way I can put it in a very, and I mean this in a very um, passionate way, like it's, there's some romanticism that comes with somebody trying to max out and try to break like a record that's been standing for a long time. I mean, like, how can you not fall in love with that type of event, right? And Absolutely. So, um, and it, it, that type of, that type of um, event should always be in a show for the most part, if you can pull it off. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think you guys are smart too in your, uh, your timing. So June, June 4th, that's uh, a month and roughly two weeks after clash. So one Oh five pro should be right. Recovered well enough. Right. It's kind of our you thought know? process there. It's plenty yeah. of time after the Arnold. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, 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 we tried to time this to the best of our ability to where, um, you know, it's not too heavy into the summer shows, right. Um, you know, as well. And then of course, uh, you know, making sure that we could all get it to work out with, uh, Dion's schedule as well for how she wants mm-hmm. to, to pull out the shows. But no, I'm really pumped for, uh, like I said before this, this regional system and honestly the opportunity to partner with Dion's great. Uh, but I think what's most exciting and what athletes, what athletes need to get excited about. And, and this is the one thing that I would say for anybody, for any pros that are listening, um, 
know that you are now in a sport that is has more we have a lot of passionate athletes but we're starting to get more and more passionate promoters as well that really care about wanting to take care of you as an athlete and give you an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I, that's something that I really take to heart. Um, and then I also, one, just one thing I would ask is like, as a, as a pro, um, and if I'm asking something as a promoter and I've talked to many other promoters that, you know, we shared best practices that we did Rainier as we did the Rainier last year is, you know, if you say you're going to do a show, do a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I think uh, that's one thing that I'd like to, you know, throw out there is like, we, we do our best to try to uh, coordinate, make sure you guys are as comfortable as possible. You have everything you need when you get here. But, you know, last, last year we had a ridiculous drop rate. Um, so for, for I'm actually curious too. I don't um, just because I'm, I've become very familiar with the way that bodybuilding pros work. What with um, Rachel being a pro IFBB. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Um, how does it work on the pro do you guys don't do like any kind of contracts or anything like that with athletes? Correct. So last year we did last year. It was, Hey, are you guys coming? Okay, cool. Like we'll put you down. Sure. Uh, this year I thought a lot about it and the team. We, we went back and forth on ideas on how we wanted to do that this year. And, and what we're doing is we're having the pros. We, I don't, I'm not interested in having anybody sign like an official contract or anything like that. I don't think that the the pros should have to go through anything like that, but I do think that there's a layer of accountability sure. uh, that comes with, you know, committing to a show like that and the planning that goes into it. So what we're going to do is we're asking pros to pay their registration fees and their, uh, their um, expense fees for the show upfront. And okay. when they come, uh, I'm going to have a check literally ready for them, like to hand them when they get off the plane, uh, when they come and they actually attend and come to compete, they're going to get fully reimbursed. Okay. So it's not a contract as much as it's like a deposit to say like, Hey, like, you yeah. know, are you, are you committed enough to at least put, you know, a couple hundred bucks down and sure. say like, okay, come and you'll get it right back. Yeah. But yeah. It's just, that's what I'm doing this year. And I think, um, and when talking to a lot of promoters, you're going to start seeing a lot, little bit more of this more mm-hmm. often, yeah. uh, just because there's got to be a little bit of a two-way street. Because um, we definitely hear you as athletes um, uh, when when you talk. We we definitely take your feedback. We're trying to make these shows as best as possible for you. But it also is on the flip side of, um, you know, I we definitely had athletes that you know, said they were, um, said they were injured, but then we saw them on Instagram a few days later doing something ridiculously heavy. It's like, okay, sure. what happened? so, and I listen, and I completely understand, um, you know, that you want to get, take as many opportunities as you can as an athlete, um, and that you should, you should definitely do that. But at the end of the day, um, we just had a lot of folks that, um, committed, but they were planning on doing something else anyways. They just wanted to make sure that their spot was there just in case, just in case, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, athletes, and it's a, it's true of any sport, but you know, we're in this sport, um, athletes want to complain often about not having the opportunities. And now there are tons of new opportunities and still growing. And then they're doing things like that, where they are just kind of doing placeholders or, you know, dropping out for nonsense reasons. You know, there are absolutely good reasons and injuries and things happen in this sport absolutely. as we all know um, to drop out, but th- there's a lot of uh, taking advantage of, I feel like, and it's, it's a growing now because like you said, the promoters that actually care and are giving these opportunities and giving good opportunities and taking care of the athletes are now existent 
And uh, not to say that there weren't always some, but there are definitely more now. Um, So there's definitely some athletes taking advantage of stuff like that. And I mean, I understand strongman's a different sport, but, you know, in bodybuilding, when Rachel, she has to look at the pro lineup for the year and all the shows and then submit a request saying that she wants to do specific shows. And they send her a contract for each one that she says she wants to do. Right. And if she doesn't do it, she gets fined. And then, so, it's a, so it's a fine, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then if if uh, like let's say you go and there's a morning show and a night show for judging, let's say you go on the morning show and you realize that you maybe you're not going to win, so you decide you don't want to go to the night show. If you don't, because you don't think that you're going to win, you get fined. Like oh, you, you, okay. you sign a contract, you're there to compete. Um, you're a professional, right? Not saying strongman should go necessarily that strict of a route. But I like where you're going with, you know, it's kind of a, it's a refundable deposit. Yeah. You know, you're just, you're a professional. You, uh, you, you exactly have... like you're coming to compete for a lot of money mm-hmm. and exposure for you, like as an athlete, like you're wanting to become more popular. And honestly, this is uh, this actually brings up this other point of, um, I keep hearing more rumors about athletes getting approached about contracting with a specific federation. Mm. And listen, I, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I own uh, multiple companies and I, I will say this, and, and this is some advice that I've given to people that have talked to me about it and a few pros that have come up to me and been like, hey, I've been approached by this. What do you think? Um, honestly, like we talked about, if I was giving advice to any of these pros, I would say right now, don't sign a contract with anybody. Like, I mean, don't commit yourself to there's there, there are more promoters popping up across the country and the world right now than ever before. And it's because, you know, there's more, in my opinion, and my argument is, is that right now the passion for this sport is at an all time high. Yeah. You're going to have more opportunities to go compete for money at all these differentiating shows. And you're going to have more fun. Mm-hmm. Like I, one of these days, I say probably like three or five years down the road, that's going to start to become the norm. And I think that's going to be okay. When we have like this, we're not there yet. We're, we're everyone's still trying to figure out where their place is and how we're like funneling from amateur to pro and so on and so forth to the world Mm -hmm. stage. That's somebody right. Is, um, you know, going to figure all that out. And I hope to be a part of that process to help that, but to the point where, okay, eventually a contract makes sense, but everybody that's being approached right now to say like, Hey, like you sign a contract with us, you'll only compete in our shows. Like, okay. Like, so You'll, you can now compete in only one show when you potentially could have competed in like 13 or something mm-hmm. like that. And so Kearney and I were talking about that when he was, when he was here, he's like, uh, there was one year where he did like, it was something insane. It was like, uh, you remember talking to him about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like he did like 14 shows in a year or something yeah. like that. And it's because he could, and he had that opportunity and it was great for him as an athlete to go and promote himself. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would, uh, uh, right now, in my opinion, I would caution against this contract system that's trying to be employed. I think it's just a way for people to try to lock in their legitimacy and make a dollar off of you rather than giving you the real opportunity to go. And Yeah. Know. And what I mean, when I was saying the thing the IFBB does with their contracts, I think I don't think necessarily having somebody sign a contract for a specific show to make sure you actually show up is the worst thing. But I think there are better mm-hmm. ways around it, like what you're implying you're going to do. Right. Um. Another thing, and I don't know if the IFBB does this necessarily. I know they don't love it when you compete in other federations, but there's like, I don't know if it's the IPF or the USAPL in powerlifting, Mm. you sign contracts with them to compete with them. And if you choose, if you choose to compete in another federation, you get a full one-year ban from them because they don't want you competing in other federations. And that's not okay. Cause like, 
like you're saying, you know, let's say you sign a contract with, and I'm not saying strongman corporate USS would ever have somebody sign a contract like this, but let's say you signed a contract with strongman corp two years ago that you would only compete with strongman corp clash series. Didn't even, didn't even exist at that point. Exactly. You would have lost all of those opportunities for all of these other shows coming up. Exactly. USS is growing. They offer prize money at all these different shows. You know, you would have lost all these opportunities that just doesn't make sense to do. Absolutely. You nailed it. Couldn't have said it any better. I mean, it's just um, the idea is, and listen, I understand um, I've worked with, you know, a couple of athletes that are looking to do this full time. I get it. There's not a lot of money in it right now. And it's, I could see how it's a little tempting to, to be like, Hey, so we'll pay you like a, you know, a salary and, you know, you'll compete and all that stuff. I understand that that's tempting, but you know, I, my, my advice still stands, right? Like you, um, I promise you that over the next couple of years, there's going to be more and more and more shows that are popping up and um, it's an exciting time. And I just don't, I just hope that that's just my message to athletes that um, like take care of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like know, know that give yourself as much opportunity as possible. I mean, it's like if I were to, cause right now my main company that I, that I run is a company called build it commerce. And it's a, a, a mobile app development company that is just like me saying like, okay, I will only go out and sell my services to Walmart when Target wants me, eBay wants me, Belk wants me, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it would be stupid for me as, as an entrepreneur and as an athlete, you're an entrepreneur for yourself. You're trying to build your own brand. You're trying to build your own lifestyle. Then don't, that's what a contract is. And then uh, one of the things that I do and I consult on all the time is is contract law when it comes to doing business deals, buying businesses, selling businesses. And, uh, it's, it's incredible to me what people miss in the small print. So, mm. uh, I guess my piece of advice is like, always, always read. If someone hands you a 60 page document, you better read every single word. Even if you're going to get bored, just have a, have like four cups of coffee, power through it. Because at the end of the day, you know, don't, don't sign something that's going to lock you up for a long period of time. You never saw yeah. it coming. So I'd be willing to bet you're going to have to Google some stuff or ask for help too, to understand some of the legal jargon that goes into. Yeah. They'll yeah, get you sure. on all, all kinds of things. Absolutely, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's genuinely, it's the sport isn't in a place yet where many people are making a living off of it or, you know, and if people are making money, it's typically just side cash. Right. Um, so why contractually uh, limit yourself on what you can do with that? at this exactly. point. I mean, it just doesn't make yeah. sense. So I'm, I'm right there with you. <clears throat> right there with you. Um, well, that's, that's just about everything I had for Rainier. Yeah. Honestly, I'm trying to think of anything else that's, uh, that's missing for, um, but, uh, no, I think that pretty much covers it. So yeah, June 4th, 5th, um, registrations all up there. Um, we're, we're going to be doing more promotions with Dion here in the future. Um, so yeah, once again, you know, make sure that you're taking this time, uh, between February and March to go ahead and like claim your spot now, just because, uh, we can only take so many, uh, competitors this year, just because of space we ran. Are you uh, capping at a goal. specific number or is it not yet? Not okay. yet, but, uh, based off of where we're going to be at LeMay, we might have to. So, okay. um, so anyways, I, I would just recommend, especially if you're, you're a pro and you're looking at this as a serious uh, opportunity, uh, go ahead and just get yourself locked in now so that we can get everything prepared for you. Sure. Um, because better for us to do that for you now than in the middle of April as we're trying, trying to rush towards um, sure. the show. So. And how, how is Washington looking as far as, 
I mean, I know what it was before we moved out in uh, uh, beginning of October. How, how are things looking as far as being open for like venues and spectators and things like that? Oh yeah. Good question. Um, it's, it's a little bit the same. It's okay. easing up. It's easing up a little bit, but sure. not, but not a ton. I mean, we're looking uh, in June anyway, so it's a ways off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Pierce County is, um, and for those of you that don't know the area around here, you don't need to know this, but Pierce County is definitely a little bit more lax right now than King. Okay. Um, which, As usual. Which, yeah, which is why like, the Tacoma area where we're trying to push for there. Uh, Anyone listening that doesn't know King County would be Seattle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, they're a little bit more strict on things. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a understatement <laughs> right there. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're, that's why we're really focusing there and LeMay, uh, if we end up pulling that off, they're going to be, they have pretty loose, you know, expectations in sure. regards to that. Now, we're still going to be recommending at that time because this is just what the federal guidelines are here. We're still recommending that people, you know, wear a mask, but by no means sure. you have to. But mm-hmm. that's just because that's what the federal guidelines are up here. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we'll we'll cross that bridge when it comes. We don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen between now and uh, June fourth, fifth. But uh, if yeah. there's any news on that, we'll be. Uh, we actually have um, uh, uh, an event page for the Rainier Classic on Instagram. Uh, we have an event page on Facebook. Any updates that are happening, we'll make sure to you know put it on those channels. Sure. So and I'll I'll tag those on the uh, the Instagram post and the Facebook post about this episode too for anybody that wants to okay. look into it. All right. Well, I appreciate it, man. I'm glad that uh, I could be number thirty for you, man. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. I actually do have one question, and I will uh, go I'll, for it. Man. Dra- I'll cut it if uh, this isn't something that you can necessarily answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, go for uh, it. I I. Uh, had a little talk with Derek today uh, mm-hmm. at Battle Axe and was discussing. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to talk about this. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was discussing the OSG qualifiers. Yep. So what's the deal with that? You know what? I You were right to ask about that uh, and you will know more soon. That's all. Okay. I can say. Okay. So, uh, and I will say not just soon, but very soon. So sure. give it, give it some, give it a little bit more time and you're going to learn all about it. And I will just say that just, it's very exciting. I'm very okay. excited. So, um, but uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, sure. And then let's, um, I think what would be really good is, uh, you know, let's, let's try to get back on, you know, at some point, let's just have another, ch- well, first of all, it's just great to catch up with you. And then number two, yeah, you too, man. yeah let's, um, you know, between maybe like March or April or something like that, we'll, okay. maybe you can have me back on and we'll, yeah. we'll be able to talk about a lot of that stuff fully. So yeah. Yeah. Get, uh, by then we'll have some like athlete lists and whatnot and we can hype some people up and totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I would love to do that. I mean, as we should. So sure. But, all right, brother. It was good right talking on. with you. Yeah. You too, buddy. All right, buddy. Have a good night. You too. Yeah.